Yeah, David, right. get in here. I'm trying, dude. David. That's right here, just in case. What's yeah. his metal name? David. Alan. David Allen. Not gonna dox you. David Allen Greer. David Allen Greer. David Allen Co. David Allen. Do not put that in a video at all. Make some bad content. Hi, I'm Dave. This is Cameron. Hi, I'm Cameron. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Hey guys, we're gonna be shit talking and making a lot of bad content. So if you'd like to kill a couple hours, why don't you? Why don't you uh, pop in some headphones and uh, just lay back and uh, we'll be your pilots. We're going to be cruising Take a steady 20,000 feet. Yeah, join the Mile High Club. <laughs> I don't want that David. association whatsoever. David Allen. I'm the, saying on record right now. The Rough Riders. Let's get a little, uh, let's get a little closer. Let's get, let's get cozy here, guys. We got the uh, Rapscallion Rapport. We're going to go ahead and uh, name this second episode uh, mm, Love and Basketball. Um, we have our guests is on here. Uh, would you like to introduce yourselves? Is, is any any way that you'd like to be introduced in particular? No, no. We have a very butt flesh. Butt flesh. Bark flesh. Yes. Can we flesh. have here? Is there a moniker you'd like to use to avoid professional? John. Scrutiny? John. D. J. John Smith. We'll just say uh. John Smith. J. Dylan? John Smith, yeah. How about we call him John Stark since we're in New yeah, John Stark's good. John Stark's good. We have uh, Bark Flesh and John Stark on the uh, show tonight. Uh, the topic of conversation is metallurgy, meta magic, and mortuaries. Um, so uh, we're going to start with that alliteration here and just let you guys jump in. What was your uh, first sexual experience? <laughs> so Micah was standing above a dead raccoon. <laughs> he's, he's got it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. In detail. Go on. Detail. Graphic detail of your first sexual remember. experience. All right. Cool. Great. Awesome. All right. Do you want to tell us about the time you almost died then? Yeah. From the beginning? That Honestly, the way the way I asked fresh. before, where I was like, that's did you see anything? Head. Did you experience anything? Yeah. No. We. This is a. This is something we want to know because I think it leads. Were you not worthy of seeing the other side? Is that what I'm getting at? It right leads now? into. Kind of I like a I little bit of meta magic. Was your magic not strong enough? That I had impediments keeping me from seeing the other side. There's some things, some hangups. The whole week before my near death experience was a blur. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. So you don't remember that at all? Or no. If anything vaguely. I remember basically just moving around. Hmm. And if I try and look back, there's kind of blurs and shadows. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so from the beginning, what was your near death experience? From what, from what I'm told, it was a smelting accident. No, not not to do with That's, smelting, or am I just thinking of a different portion of metallurgy that that has nothing to do with what you were doing? Um, the doctors who are working with me don't really know exactly what happened, but they can. Obviously, you don't that, remember too much either. Yeah, they can estimate that possibly it was due to like a workplace accident I had um, a month or so prior hmm. to this. Explain what happened in this uh, workplace place accident. I was plasma cutting some bronze and a molten piece of bronze that I had plasma cut dropped, bounced off the concrete went into my boot, up my pant leg and into my boot. About how big was this piece of bronze? My pinky fingernail. Oh shit. That's a big bronze. Yeah, that's a fucking dude. droplet thing. Yeah. Holy shit. It's a droplet. Mm -hmm. um, and what, it just it was so hot, it just and my boot, you know, it was laced up, so I was just shaking. And you couldn't rip it off. Like, for, oh, for a good minute. Good. Until trying to shake that shirt out of your, your, your- How fucked up yeah. is that foot right now? Oh, it's fine. The no scar, yeah. no gross I'm, foot. Sure, there's a scar. No bones no. showing out. No, but so is, and is 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 bronze a toxic metal? Is it something that usually would would cause uh, more know, so the fumes of where toxicity in a human body? Or when something? you're getting it melted, there's fumes. Yeah, but I was wearing a respirator. But mm -hmm. 
lot of workplace PPE. Yes. Um, but but as far as as contact or contact with your blood, it's not. So what? What it's actually happened? Not toxic then in that case, unless there's fumes and bronze or whatever. Because it's copper and what? What's bronze? Anyway? It's copper and tin. Yeah, and copper yeah. is toxic for sure, right? Yeah, that should brain retard you pretty fast. Yeah. Is that what happened? I don't think so. <laughs> Just kidding. I know you're I'll let you take the lead on this one really quick. Yeah. Okay, so what happened was it, like, you know, it burned, burned my ankle really bad mm-hmm. and I bandaged it up. Right. And then I went to work the next day, put it back in my boot and sweat all over it. Got infected. I can see dirt. my veins going up my leg. Some bacteria. Uh, it was like a blood infection sort of Some deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Did you seek medical attention at this point? Yes. Um, I went and got put on antibiotics, which wasn't penicillin because I know I'm allergic to penicillin. Mm-hmm. And you're a coward. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> so they put me on something else, which I had an allergic reaction to. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so they put me on another one. And this is the third regimen of antibiotics yeah, yeah, yeah. before they fucking got your your blood infection under control. Yeah. Sounds like American medicine, to be honest. Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> did they throw, any, Oxy- did they throw any Oxycontin your way or anything like that for the, no, the horrendous pain that. that you were going through? It wasn't, it wasn't that You must bad. not have been milking it very You hard. said you don't remember, no. like, any of the lead-up? No, this is this is a month and a half before. This is what they're Oh, my doing. God, One dude. Thing they, they this is a month and a half could have caused it. Yeah. Could have caused a viral infection. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that cleared up, and that was like September, and then in January, um, apparently I showed up to work one day, and it was very, very loopy, I uh, yeah. acted like I didn't know what I was doing hmm. with my welding equipment, and told my boss I was sick and was going to go home. Small segue, what what do you uh, construct, what do you do in this the shop, what do you create? I put together bronze sculptures. Uh, like of these art artistic uh, yeah type artistic. a lot of western art mm-hmm. um, like cowboys on horses and shit yeah like yeah. an Indian on a buck and bronco yeah, yeah. Just native stuff <coughs> too mm-hmm. any like uh bears polar bears panda bears yeah we do bears go tell them when the quiet a lot of brand, uh, bronze statues yeah. is that like a normal medium why do they choose bronze for statuary I think it's because it's really malleable. That rules, dude. You don't have to do it to like an insane temperature. What's the, what's the difference between a <laughs> cheap statue and like a fucking statue you know is gonna gonna stand the test of time? Some artistic pieces. Art. Is it the not, density I'm of the bronze? <laughs> no, because well, everything, everything casting, I mean, you're probably is, is, is hollow. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're probably you're making like dense. Yeah, you're probably making like real deal statues out there. You're not making like half ass shit or anything like yeah. that. You, you guys, guys do, do it by like molds and like you weld the molds together. No. Anything problematic? Because you guys are out in Bozeman, I believe, right? Well, I'm assuming the modern statues, like since they're a bronze foundry, it's probably like, um, is it like cross like oh. national shit? We're making like bronze statues for a bunch of shit, or is it mostly just like statewide kind of? Statewide. No, it's all it's all American. There's mm-hmm. some some guys from wherever, but most of them are from Montana. Yeah, and I just want to say we Western. we are opening up to any kind of sponsors if uh, the bronze foundries Let and the boys of America want to uh, support us finish. or the CBD <laughs> uh, CBD bronze organizations statues, out there. The Statue or, yeah, of Man was the most beautiful. or Blue Chew. Let Blue Chew would be very good, but my you want to get your dick hard, son of a. Blue Chew is the way to do it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Micah, what kind of statues? I mean, obviously you said Native American. Do you think about little tiny penises like in, in like Greek and Roman <laughs> art? Or do you guys do full-size hogs? Do you guys do any hogs out there, I haven't dude? seen a single penis since I've been working there. <laughs> that's not, dude. Anyways. Fuck you, Micah. I know Made that's not true. I don't yeah, care if it's a yeah, bronze yeah, penis, uh, but I know you've uh, seen a since you've been out there. Dude, we'll fight. I'll take bronze off his head. So you're saying right there's a lot more commissions bows, for dude. bronze breasts opposed to bronze penises? Dude, yeah, you no, made any bronze titties, dude? There's a lot more titties, commissions dude? for bronze cowboys. 
Okay, just, do any of these bronze cowboys have breasts or erections? In Montana. Yeah. Okay, well, that makes that's sense. No. Okay. How many statues fair. of cowboys, though? You ever get like a Venus sort of thing where it's like she's coming out of the seashell? She's got a rock and pair of tails. Angel lust. Is it a real thing? Angel lust? Josh Hunt. In your in your professional uh, experience, like how often does angel, angel lust occur? And what do you do if there was like a request for maybe perhaps an open casket whenever they're deceased? I don't understand what that phrase means. So Explain Angel Lust for our, our viewers. I will um, certainly do make so. Make sure you unsubscribe, dislike, and go fuck yourself also. Um, <laughs> for Josh Hunt. Well, for the uneducated here. Yes, the <laughs> ignorant, unwashed, unbathed, yes. yeah. small for, penis for, masses. For God, I want any John Smith to explain yeah. to me right now. Yes, please. So, it's John Stark, by the way. Live for your die. <laughs> Continue. Angel lust. Go ahead. So angel lust is pretty much when a dead body um, succumbs to a erection, and, uh, and it's post mortem erection, and uh, it does happen once in a while. It's it's only happened maybe twice. In my so it's career. actually kind of somewhat uncommon then, as it far is. in in the, in the biz as yep. you will. Is there any way oh. I can compare my body? <laughs> This might be a little bit of a setup, but how is the business that. these days anyway? <laughs> the business these days, it's 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 hard times. No pun intended. I figured you were gonna say it was pretty dead around the mortuary business. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. Um it's been it's been hard. It's so been very hard. <laughs> <laughs> so the angel lust is un un uncommon <laughs> for for the most part then. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. it's definitely something that does occur. What's, what's the uh, what's the order of operations for dealing with angel lust with the family? You know, maybe requesting an open casket or no, perhaps a. Uh, you no, know, they don't see it from the waist down. So you just, the casket does all the work exactly, for you. Exactly, the casket does it, for you. It subsides. It subsides, or does it just like stay there for like. No, a it's while rock hard for no. all eternity. <laughs> <laughs> you can mummify a hard you. dick. It's true. Yeah. Draining the blood, you know. You know. Yeah. Well, the blood, the, the blood coagulates, it does help, man. Yeah. Yeah. It does help to, to, to drain the blood, but um, okay. oftentimes, you know, using you know undergarments just to kind of keep it down. You know, tricks of the trade. Of the Dude, trade it's like some know? movie magic. There. Do the barner yeah. and the sweatpants yeah. trick. Yeah, right. The, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. And oftentimes, just, it happens to those who've succumbed um, suicide. I got an autoerotic uh, asphyxiation well, is a possibility. But, yeah. So like all all those little cowboys, you know, coming back to our original <laughs> uh, our original subject matter here. When they when they uh, hung a bad ombre, he would. It's a good possibility he was gonna die with a hard on. Then, yeah, it's possible. I mean, your eyes are popping. So out they're your your, your, your choices, your folks. Bands. You could either uh, yeah. blue chew or autoerotic asphyxiate. Hey. A, a good choice uh, for down. safety, though. Sorry. Always, always make sure you have a uh, lemon in your mouth <laughs> before you lose total consciousness. Uh, a lemon, a lemon. Yeah. Well, the citrus it'll wake you up. It's like smelting salts, but. When you when you're choking yourself, obviously your jaw locks up, mm -hmm. bites down on eleven. Yes, gets that gets that. Uh, you know, Very true. Friggin' systems going back up again. All all systems nominal. You know, just like Star Trek. Is that real? Science. Is that real? Lemon prevents the locking up of the. No, the jaw locks up when you lose consciousness, and then the lemon will bring you back to consciousness long enough to to, to undo yourself. And not die from your ejaculation. It's a good, it's good safety. Yeah, no, it's a good safe. It's a safe gap measure. But the best thing is to jerk off with a buddy if you're gonna auto erotic asphyxiate. Yeah, just like just like if you're boofing, never boof by yourself. You can't hold a funnel and pour drugs into your asshole at the same time. It's impossible. Yes, it's very unless scientifically speaking. Exactly. You're to push your limits. You want exactly. a spotter. If you're pushing your limits, you want a spotter. Thank yeah. you. Train spotting. Thank you. Right. Mm. No, it's yeah. not the same. Well, yeah, but you don't want your. If you're booting up more heroin than you've ever booted up before, you don't want your spotter to be on. 
heroin. Oh, heroin. <laughs> you don't want to. Oh, yeah, you don't want to be bench pressing right, next so to another dude who's bench pressing. Yeah, yeah, the most that, that they've ever sense. bench pressed. What you know I what I mean? retarded. No, yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> you were the metaphor didn't really line up there, yeah, but no, uh, I, I thought I was saying something around. cool. Honestly, that was pretty cool. You just like clarifying what you did. What you did there. It was cool. You named Ross Trainspot. True. Yeah. Ewan McGregor, true. also. Yeah. Yeah. Great Stupid, actor. Sexy Ewan McGregor. Oh my God. Makes yeah. me mad, dude. Fucking gets me hard. Can't kiss him. Well. So back to smelting and uh, bronze smithing, with our friend Barks, Barks, Barkflesh over here. Uh, so you you had this thing. The doctors didn't know why. They said it may be due to your your eclectic uh, workplace environment. It so, might it might be due to some other Tom Foolery, Tom Fuckery. Uh, they said it was your fault. Let me look up the name because mm-hmm. it's about thirty syllables long, and I can't remember it. And this is but what the abbreviation a disorder? is: ADEM. It's a viral infection. A disease, a viral infection. Acute disseminated encephalomyelitis. Yes. And what does this aid? It's a rare ADEM. inflammation. What does this ADEM do from your personal, not not from the uh, the Google, just your personal right. experience? What happened with this ADEM or Adam? You Adam. said there was a Adam. week long. Adam. There's about a week where I try and remember, and it's kind of a blur. And yes, I like went to work the week that I fell into a coma, and showed up Monday. Uh, Acted really loopy. Didn't know what I was doing with any of my equipment. A little disassociated is, yeah. is what they would say, probably. Yeah. And this yeah. is during the time you don't remember. So this is a secondhand experience Yeah. at this point? Yep. Okay, continue. And I told my boss I wasn't feeling well, apparently, and I was going home. And he said, okay, sounds good. And from that point, my coworkers claim I was sitting in my car for about a half an hour and staring blankly forward out the windshield. That seems like most of my lunch breaks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not going it's, like, yeah. it's like, eh, nothing's wrong here. It's essential dread, that's all. At which case I drove like seven or eight miles home and didn't kill myself. Crawled into bed. So you drove home in this yeah. puke state? Yeah. Like just muscle memory all the way back? Yeah. All right, so you're in the bed. bed. Yeah. Um, and didn't show up to work the next day. And the following day after that would have been Wednesday. My boss called my roommate. And my roommate works nights, so he never knows what You guys are we opposite ships. Never as much. That's and a pretty sweet deal, actually. Woke my roommate up, and so my roommate said he'd go check on me. And I was completely unresponsive. So, um, wait, he, he went to your room and found you there? Yeah. And what kind of state? Just in your bed, sleeping? Sleeping, but also... Or just slapping you around a little bit? The... What, what was the thing that's, that... Su- meant that, like, you know, indicators what do you know the, what, How do you know that something was fucked up? Um, when I was in my bed and yet there was enough piss not soaked into my mattress that he could see. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, fuck, dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mike is, Mike is drinking again. <laughs> Goddamn. We're going to bleep that name out, by the way. Don't worry. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. That's cool. Um, so he drove me up to the hospital. Uh, they airlifted me two hours to the city of Billings. They got a good hospital in Billings? Yeah. Montana? Billings they got the a capital? Good... No. Helena's the capital, but Billings the state is the bird? largest city. I don't know the state bird. State flower? State motto? I don't know any of that. You're Do you coward, know dude. your uh, <laughs> selectmen's? No, I don't know. How many children have you sired in Montana? Possibly one ghost. Oh. Um, yeah. Well, they just go to limbo, so it's not like... Uh, All right, anyway. a ghost. <laughs> yeah. If you aborted a baby, it's going straight to limbo. I didn't do it. I didn't know. It's in the Bible. <laughs> you personally aborted your own child? Uh, yeah, they call it the old uh, That's bowling ball staircase. That's being a blacksmith, you understand how to do those sort of things. But anyway. He's not a blacksmith. It. He technically. Can right. 
Blacksmiths work with ferrous metals. <laughs> I'm a you... hobby blacksmith. Mm. So yeah. you do work with some ferrous metals then? Steel, yeah. yeah. What, what What is it? Is it a whitesmith? Or what is, what is the people that work with uh, like your alloys and shit like you're doing? What are your stats? Could you make Nordic steel? Is it like Skyrim? Yeah. Could we convert no, you to a D&D, <laughs> a 5e character? What, what would your race be? So, if I wanted to get into a fourth dimensional sigil, yes, yes, that's what. See, these I are would the create like, a yes, D and D character yes. of my thank yes. optimized goal of the <laughs> yes. human I want to become. Yes, sir. I would oh, be yeah. like a master blacksmith who crafts his own weapons. Okay, and goes into battle armor. and enchants his own. Kind of like weapons. the wheel of time, so, with like pairing. Yeah, that guy was one of my favorite characters. So if I created mm-hmm. that and went through. However many D and D campaigns. Now it takes a while. Now, now, Micah. The hopeful goal would that synchronistically align. You would learn something about yourself and learn. Shit, sir, sir. I keep using the the wrong word. His name is. We'll beep that. We'll beep that. All right, Micah's fine. You don't have to beep it. Thick skin. (laughs) Now, (laughs) while while first name while you lost while you lost consciousness was this what you're trying to do? You're trying to reach like fourth level no he already mentioned he wasn't un- unable to to breach the walls of nirvana well sometimes we do things so yeah. we'll let him explain it well, well were you trying to create your own soul gem with your own life because that would be a one thing I that'd could be dark say. did you put yourself into a phylactery and are now existing as a lich that'd be dark uh, magic yeah. dude is that what you did are you, you practicing necromancy in any way <laughs> one thing i could form? say is that hope like hypothetically mm-hmm. um if I was connected to my higher self or whatever, yeah, yeah. Um, non-corporeal spirit, yeah, you know, we refer to as a soul in some cases. Yeah, if I was more connected to that, I'd be more aware. And perhaps this was something in my soul choice, like to go through an or- ordeal and have mm. a near-death experience. This, this was your crucible, sir. Yes. And do you feel like a, a more reverence, respect for uh, your own life and love that you find within, or or do you feel yeah. too powerful, like you've already beat <laughs> no. it, and you can <laughs> like go nothing back can and stop try you, again. not even the uh, shade of death? I want you to admit right now that you're practicing dark magic on metal. If it is necromancy, you're that you're doing, sort of I feel more lucky than anything. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. possible necromancy, but. Regardless, uh, so this Un- what, what did this me, what did this uh, medical emergency lead to? I assume uh, Montana has ambulances, but came well, I was airlifted, airlifted, helicopters, buildings, yeah, buildings. and I was in a coma, and they had me hooked up to all these IVs there, and yeah. catheters, and um, what was the period of being airlifted and then like awakening? Was that like a week long? Is that part of the dead space or yeah, like 160 miles, so two hour drive. Two hour drive. The speed limits are good there. Miles <laughs> an hour. Now, if you're airlifted, do they leave you in that little uh, thing just to keep like spinning for an hour and a half or yeah. whatever, or do they pull you into the helicopter? <laughs> they loaded me in the helicopter. <laughs> That's lame, dude. They should not do that. Yeah, it's a waste of taxpayers' dollars. I mean, that could have woken me up if I was spinning in the cold January air. Uh, that might have caused a little bit more damage. I would have, I would have landed in the helicopter, taken a look at you, and been like, "Run back in," and just like lifted off and just like shot off at like three hundred miles per hour. I don't know how fast helicopters go. Can you do a wheelie in a helicopter? But Micah, no, he won't remember it if they did because they probably did. <laughs> but you know they did. What I'm getting at here is the breach between life and death. I want you to be honest because I know you're lying to me. Yeah, let's talk what's, about what's the, uh, what's in between life and death. Let's talk about the sepulchre. I think if I was in a lucid state, I would have remembered something. Do you have any <laughs> dreams? Do you have any dreams that perhaps remind you of what it was like to like possibly be dead? View a three that you're lying about, so you can acquire more power. Referred to while you're practicing metal guarding the gates of hell. I have colorful dreams from time to time. Yes, but nothing no. that empowers you. Have you ever? Started oh, I do. Consider, yeah. consider. Can you can you see the future sometimes? Have oh. you considered keeping a dream journal? 
for these visions. Can you see the past? Yes. <laughs> I you do. should. I do. I mean, you do keep a dream journal. Yeah. Would you be willing to come on here and read some of your uh, your dreams, the more lucid ones? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. We have a whole segment lined up for episode 69. It's going to be the uh, dream journal episode. Uh, there'll be a small intermission between the wet dreams and the... Uh, Those are the most intense. Dreams where, yep, where you're falling and yes. screaming, mm-hmm. which, you know, plague me from night to night. Wake up. <coughs> already struck my girlfriend sometimes. Those are frequent. Can we pop the in there really fast? Just, uh, you know? Yeah. Anyway, continue. Back to your experience. Okay. Okay, so I was in a coma in Billings, hooked up to IVs and everything. For how long? Was this induced or a natural coma? It was a natural coma. Oh, shit. Yeah. Mike does learn about DVDs as I can see in the background. Blue juice. So a week-long natural coma. He saw the other plane. Between. I can't remember. So it might have been five or six days. He traded his soul on. for an earthly body. <laughs> Continue. That's why and his hair looks so good. My, the myelination. My skin's so clear. And his dick's so big. Do you think that he's got head braces as a kid, or do you think those are natural teeth? His dick wasn't that big before he left, I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Because because the protected protective sheath on the nerve endings inside my brain oh, were stripped away. Yeah, sure. yeah, they were stripped away because of the um, viral infection. So they put me on a fuck ton of steroids while I was in a coma. You get swole? Yeah. Well, I mean, apparently, I wo- apparently when I woke up, which is not lucid yeah. at all, I woke up in a rage and I was like, what the fuck is all this shit? And I started ripping out IVs and ripped the catheter out of my penis. Uh, yeah. Just like grabbing it. I was like, what is or this? Or was it more pleasurable than... I, I literally thought I was like waking up in the Matrix movie. You're like... Because I was just ripping movie. shit. Dude, out you're of like body. Brad Pitt and, and the like first thing I went to was my dick hole. So. Yeah. Oh. You know, I knew a guy. That used what to does it feel like to just like rip cord out, dude? You know what I, mean? I wasn't That's, lucid. I don't remember. No, don't lie. No, I got a, I got a, someone saw it. So I got a good second. Remember. I got a good second hand experience like, here. A, like fraction of memory. This gentleman, being like, this gentleman yeah, I spoke yeah. to after uh, after just a, pulling that thing out like a lawnmower cord, just being like, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's true though. You're just like. Oh, <laughs> you bro, like stood on your fucking hospital bed on like just like a fucking like Donkey Kong dude to start mm-hmm. fighting nurses. I would have been wound up, dude. I was like, rip something in my dick. I'm confused. I'm scared. There's all I'm mad. Sure, fuck. Okay, I'm gonna fight somebody. Right there better now. not be a scalpel in yeah. reach distance. Yeah. Right now. I'm gonna start swinging that thing around like a goddamn ape. <laughs> <laughs> So after you went ape shit on a couple of nurses, you slayed, you slayed your fill, you drank the blood of the innocent, what yeah, happened? You're beating these women who are paid to yeah. protect you. So then I woke up in a hospital bed. You <laughs> ejaculated with from a, the catheter. With a male removal, nurse coming hopefully in, full wiping my ass, telling me I made another mess. Um, He's like, you so this wasn't go. your first mess. <laughs> you gotta get out of here. Was, was, the nurse, was the nurse at least... He was not impressed. Was it, was it a like, pretty good looking guy? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah. Yeah. Sexy male nurse is better than non sexy male nurse. Pretty chiseled face. Yeah. yeah. Like classically handsome features. You walk those halls. Deep set jawline. Did he wake up and he was kissing your neck and he was like, hey there, stranger? <laughs> Did you uh, suffer from a nightingale experience in which you fell in love with your uh, your caretaker? No. Did you guys stay in contact? At I, all? Don't, I don't recall any succubi either. Or incubus. Hey, hey you better up. watch out for those. In- there's also the angel of death. No, that one wasn't around. If it was, it would have taken possession. Oh, it's a total. Yeah. It's a I total psychosis. It's I, a no, psychosis. No, no, no. I prayed for the angel of death to get Mike in, and it hasn't happened. I mean, shit. Yeah, pray to the angel. Michael, of death. the angel of death is a human, David. That's true. Yeah. The bodies of people who have been murdered, in your opinion. What was the most grotesque uh, scene that you've had to uh, 
spruce up. Oh what was gosh. the best thing you've taken from a definitely like oh this this dude's a closed casket to like rosy red cheeks, uh, Christmas lips, and a fucking <laughs> you know twinkle in his eye. Oh my God, like the day he met your mother. I'd have to go back in time, mm. man. And you've been in this business for a fucking long time, right? Yeah, I've been in it for about ten years now. Ten years in the mortuary yeah, business. Yeah, I've been licensed for about five. Excellent. So, so it's a it's a long learning experience oh, to get yeah. licensed. Oh yeah. It was. Uh, is it more like an apprenticeship where you're paid, or yeah. like an internship yeah. where you're? So I started out internship. Yeah. In high school. Oh, excellent. Right here in Littleton. And uh-huh. uh, well, in Littleton, this is Bethlehem. And uh, and then I went on to an apprenticeship. Lasted uh-huh. for about I'd say about four years, four or five years because I had to uh, uh-huh. have um, an associate's degree, but I was working full time and school part-time they require they require an associates for mortuary science minimum associates but you can get a bachelor's degree if you want but there's no really need to superfluous degree degree there that's what i feel about mine is it related the anthropology what a fucking joke is the bachelor's just related yeah you can get um the the benefit about a bachelor's degree is if you want like a corporate position and you Get more managerial skills involved. There's a corporate structure to the mortuary business. Oh, I actually worked for it. Money. I actually worked for it. What's a, a what's a couple big names that you're willing to drop in the more like as far as comp- corporations, publicly owned, traded yeah, yeah, yeah. shit, like Service you know. Corporation International. They are mm. out of Houston, Texas. They have two thousand funeral homes all over the country. Yeah. Holy Aye, shit. Yeah. And, uh, and now they yep. also have um, cemeteries and crematories as well. Mm-hmm. And they're a conglomerate, and they—that's um, how I actually when I started in Boston. Yeah. That's who I worked for. So how do they how do they actually sell people on a, a funeral plot? Like I know you can buy them from the the, the city usually a city yep. plot. There's yep, some sort of veterans uh, benefits for being buried and yep. so in Massachusetts at least in, I'm sure it's nationwide, but like correct veterans, yeah, yeah veterans. You practice you know. in Massachusetts? Yes, excellent. Yeah, I'm only okay. licensed in Massachusetts. Uh, veterans, if if they're you know a honorably discharged veteran, mm-hmm. they're up, they're able to go to a national uh, cemetery such as Arlington National Cemetery or, yeah. or National Cemetery. Is that one in, in Massachusetts, Street. Arlington? Um, Bourne National Cemetery is in, in Massachusetts on the Cape, right? Yep, Arlington's in Washington D.C. Oh, now, but okay. yep. how much uh, Egyptian? Mummification magic you guys have to learn. Yeah, if someone's like a, 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 a registered, like different religions, are there different practices you have to adhere to? Is this like a, a mummification? Um, well, mummification is like... definitely not something we practice. <laughs> no? no? That's more desiccation of the body than anything, but. Um, you do sky burials. No. I know. <laughs> That's something I'm. It's so wondering. funny. There was a man that I met recently who had buried his mom, and he actually traveled to Tibet. It's a sky burial. I don't know if you would know what a sky burial is. No, I explain that to you. So, That's pretty dope. So cool. in Tibetan Buddhism, you know, when someone dies, they, you know, they, they do believe in heaven or nirvana. So the way to get there, they, they will, <laughs> yeah, they will have um, the body placed in a valley, mm-hmm. a, a Buddhist monk on a, on a stone slab, and they'll release vultures. They'll have the vultures eat the yeah. corpse in front of no those shit. who are witnessing, and and it's it's actually from what he explained to me, it wasn't as graphic as he said. It was like it was just dust and feathers and stuff, and then it's just all bones that's that are left. And then, These vultures are pretty uh, yeah pretty efficient at their job. So they take it down to to a skeleton, yeah. and then and then what do they do with the skeleton? Well, I mean, they, I mean they'll just leave it there, but um, well, I don't know what they'll do. In the sun, I, I honestly don't know what they do. Do they they may or may not intern the the remains at all. Right? I don't know, but but the point of the sky burial is that the vulture is supposed to bring them up through the heavens. Yeah. So uh, so right. when they eat them, they they fly away, and they that's ascend. how they. Uh, you so know, there's like a, a little bit of process. Or a solar. I would think something. so. Yeah, there's yeah, gonna be some marrow. So. Some the, but some it's it's a thousand it's thousands of years old, and that's uh, how they've always these done practices. It. You become yeah. a bird of prey, and you get to rule the skies. Yeah. The great hawk. Is there a, a lot intense, of uh, apotheosis uh, that surrounds death practices as well? Like this ascension, raising up. You know, I mean, they're burying you in the ground, or yeah. at, at very least, they're leaving you in the ground, or as ashes, or 
Yeah, well, I can't really speak for a lot of religions because, you know, I mean, I, I've worked with a lot of religions, but I don't know the full extent of their practices. Yeah. But like in Judaism, yeah, I worked for a Jewish funeral home for a long time. Oh, and, cool. uh, you know, of course, they don't believe in the afterlife, really. They, you know, they, they, they don't believe Cut in right heaven. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dropping some truth they, on us, right? There this is, is interesting. Fuck yeah. In, in, in Judaism, there isn't a heaven or a hell. It's, you know, they, they, they mm. don't believe in that. Um, I don't know beyond that, yeah. just mm. for video purposes, but yeah, <laughs> not to our uh, um, production yeah. company over here. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's probably going to remain but, anonymous for the purposes um, of, uh, but, but the sky burial is definitely one that's the most intense that I've heard of that, that has been as, what, uh, as far as like, yeah. from like, um, your profession goes, like, I know it's like sort of like convoluted question, but what do you think is like the most, um, it like uh not art not artistic but um eclectic like out of the eclectic like what do you think out like, of the normal what, what's what, some what's some request that you've actually fulfilled that was somewhat uh, exotic that and i'd like to <laughs> add on like what do you think is like the cleanest burial like if you had to go or like what's like oh your per your personal aesthetic. preference yeah definitely yeah. is going to be interesting. i think i want to be cremated even though it's sort of a cop-out because well, then archaeologists can't fake my bones. <laughs> Goddamn archaeologists. Well, to answer, your, to answer your first question about the artistic side that yeah. you're talking about. Yeah, please. Um, actually, I never even told anyone else this, but this is the first time I'm actually telling it. Yeah. Uh, this guy who had died, he was a French artist. And his son, who was very, very out there, he wanted to make a... You ever heard of death masks? Where it was like, like Abraham, Abraham, wax. Yeah, Abraham Lincoln had it done. It was like yeah. a practice for royalty, die. right? Yeah. Like they, uh, yeah, they make a cast Napoleon, of the person's face. George, yeah. George's. Yeah. So when the person dies, they make a cast of the person's face. Well, the guy wanted it done to his father. And I had to be down there because, you know, the laws, you can't the family down there just more. let him go so at the body or I had to yeah. I had to chaperone him and he um, he and his daughter um, made a plaster of his father's face and uh, wow. so that was really freaking bizarre it's very he's cool he's like though. yeah and then I'm gonna bring this back to France and uh, have it displayed in my the Romans my house, so the Romans Whoa. Did, yep. yeah, the, Fuck Ro yeah. the Romans yeah. did something like that where like I remember uh, Dan Carlin's hart history <laughs> yeah not that rock specific art history. history yeah <laughs> Blue he, yeah he was talking about um, rock art history essentially like the way the romans would do like um one-upmanship is like you know they would like have a space in the house where like they would do a cast of like a dead family member's face mm -hmm. and they put it on the wall the dead and then like right? with yeah. like a little story like a little mosaic or whatever where like they would describe like I whatever this person possibly. or not like like a representation of what this person accomplished and like the whole idea was like a merit-based society where like it was ancestor worship where you'd be like well my ancestor was this powerful way to accomplish this mm -hmm. i'm gonna do the same thing that way it was like you would go in, you would like look at the cast of the person's face who you were like related mm. to in death or in birth, however you want to look at it. It's like and more reverent than going to see like a, a funeral or a graveyard or... Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. the funeral is very important, I think, the, to people. It's a closure thing, right? Yeah. Absolutely. You see, do, you, do you witness the closure? You see people, some people like become okay with, with death in your, in your field? Enclosure is done in different ways. I mean... Mm -hmm. People want to see the body. People don't want to see the body. People don't want anything to do with anything. They just want to just have cremation and then just go about their day. They detach yeah. from the whole. whole I think I think it is death. important, you know, for people to to find what their closure is. But um, overall, I mean, having lost many people in my life, you know, having lost my mom, well, my condolences. Yeah, 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 yeah. And don't mean to be a downer about it, but no, no, no. Um, having lost my mom having not a chance to see her when she died. You know, if I can give anyone the chance to see their loved one the last time, you know, that's the best gift I can give. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's beautiful. Cause I never had that closure. You know, if I can give that closure to someone else, that'd be the best gift I can give. Did you lose your mom when you were younger? Or? 16 when she died. Oh my God. Yep. In fact, I was going to be a music teacher before this. And, 
So this um, this so it's all based on faith, pretty much. This this in some ways is a is a journey for for your own collusion. Though. Yeah, 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 it is, and uh, it's it's been a long process because you know there's some days where you forget that it's more than just a job. Yeah, these are, these are people like, like these are humans. Yeah, because I you know I see the families and you know I'm thinking oh god I have another family I have to see and all like, this oh, but fuck these people yeah, are gonna yeah, talk to me they're gonna be like, dicks yeah. to me and stuff yeah. but you know in, in the end of the day Shit, dude, and you see them in the fucking yeah. worst yeah. time yeah. in their life oh yeah, yeah. as and, well and, and you know people be... people freak out about their McDonald's order you can imagine what it's like when someone you know they're talking about their obituary or something oh fuck yeah you just just buck up dive right in. Just go for it. Stay and, professional uh, the whole time. You have to. Wear yeah. a tie every day. I wear a tie every fucking day. You know? Wow. I, 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 sounds, I wear I wear jeans, you know. That sounds like a once tough in a, while. a tough job. You know? Honestly. You know, it, you know, it's it's made me a stronger person and uh, you know, it's definitely not for everyone as they say. I but, really um, couldn't imagine doing something like that. Yeah, you know, really it's really made me a stronger shit like that myself. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's made me a stronger person, and um, well, from what I know from you, you're uh, you're impervious to harm, so you can't be slow roasted. So, well, yeah. back to uh, back to our little uh, Spitfire here. Uh, <laughs> All right. Yeah, this crybaby, this fucking this child, almost died. Continue. Can you pop that one for me? Oh yeah, I'd love to. All right, Thanks. pop your. Uh, like as far as um i know we're, we already talked about dying and you said that um you don't remember anything leading up and then you barely remember anything when you do but i mean technically my heart never stopped yeah exactly so. but the point where they scanned your brain and they saw there wasn't anything going on there and they declared that normal um <laughs> It was still regulated. Business, business as usual. So I wouldn't exactly call that. Well, I mean, a fish, a fish has a heartbeat. So there's a sea sponge. Actually, yeah. I can't prove but that. Does a jellyfish? A does it, does a jellyfish have a heartbeat? <laughs> but anyway, what I'm getting at here is between between you and Josh. Like, I mean, Josh's experiences were like obviously like uh, death. Like I joke about it, but death is like such mm -hmm. a real thing. Where like it's almost easy to compare like things uh, yeah. like almost dying to magic. Nothing else is like is being permanent. around death is death in this as uh, being like existence. magic, like you know, like um, waking up and being told that you almost died. It still like, exists. You know? It still exists in the uh, unexplainable realms of our of our psyche here. And yeah. That's what we're kind of trying to uh, break down. So when you came out of this coma, what was the first lucid thought that you you can remember? Also, like, um, being just like in the hospital beside um, after ripping my the first loose, like, did they calm you down and they came in? Well, yeah, because I don't remember any of that. And I, my first lucid thought was waking up lying on my side in a hospital bed, uh, feeling comfortable. Hmm. You see, I that was my first lucid thought. It I wasn't, never it wasn't, that. oh shit, I'm in a hospital. I would have put you in a really it, shitty bed. Yeah, <laughs> they just like, you wake up. And you're like, oh. they roll you down to the basement. <laughs> They're like, uh, all all brain function has ceased. Yeah. So, so again, though, how did this near death experience change your life or your your practices or anything that you know your day to day? Because as we've discussed tonight, we've discussed the the permanency, the absoluteness of death, how it affects everyone. Need for closure. What's your closure on your own? I mean, what, what have you done to resolve my day-to-day, -day, like, how it's affected me mm -hmm. is, um, before I would contemplate death a lot, mm -hmm. um, but now... The normal human obsession with... Yeah, with now, oblivion, now it's, it's kind of like, when I think about it, mm -hmm. it's like, um... Well, my experience, like brushing up against it, was not exactly lucid. So, mm -hmm. it kind of when I think about it now, it's almost like um, you're getting your I don't own have much... experiences secondhand. It sounds like a lot of this yeah, experiences yeah. was from the uh, purview of others, the perspective yeah was shared with you. So, I mean, you get it, you it get makes... to hear their fear, their concern everything um, it makes me personally not worry about it 
in the hmm. sense of my own self, but um, I worry about it in the sense of others. Yeah, others. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's also made me contemplate a lot um, how much, how pivotal, pivotal maybe my my own consciousness and experience is uh, purely based upon the friction with the conscious experience of I t- others. I, I can totally uh, relate to that as well. I, I think that like you know, the friction, that uh, that stress, like even just discussing this right now can be could be an anxiety experience for some people, but mm-hmm. it, uh, it also could. Uh, Proffer some sort of growth, some sort of uh, enlightenment, even if it means like you know you understand your own uh, your own limitations on life. You have a timer; could be today, mm-hmm. could be tomorrow. What are you doing? What are you doing these days uh, differently? I mean, you're a you're a musician, you're an yes. artist uh, through like at your core, you're an artist. What you do, yeah. Um, has it changed? Has it changed your expression, your artistic expression at all, or improved upon it in some way? Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I think it's it's honestly gotten a little darker. Yeah. And when I say dark, I don't mean something that's to be perceived as negative. So not, but not something... like Blink One Eighty Two's "Where Are You?" Or not depressing. Not dark, dark in the sense it's... of the storm where it's realistic. It's no. more nap and yeah. I'm like <laughs> yeah. with my at least in musical expression and tonality and stuff. I uh, it usually feels to me like I'm trying to tap into some place that dark as in someplace I've never been before. That void that not you, dark that, that you that, depressing or anything. That void that yes. that that cup, cusp that you reached whenever in this experience is mm-hmm. is closer to you than than it was before. And yeah. that, and that's that's very cool. And uh would you uh be willing to maybe come back on our episode sixty nine and play a couple songs for us? I mean Probably gonna be a while before you're back in this neck yeah. of the woods, but uh, yeah, that would be fucking. It'd be pretty righteous. Or we can stream a live set. Like yeah. if I die, yeah. will you will you play All the right. music while I yeah. push my ship out hey, to sea? Are you here next sure. week? Are you, are you gonna be here for a whole Friday? Leave <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, figure something out. We'll come out to you. But I mean, yeah, come out there. We're all, we're all wire. Can we show us? Something can you show new. us some fat foundry footage and stuff? Yeah. <laughs> can you show us where you uh, lost your foot and uh, yeah. possibly your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I mean, mm-hmm. um, I guess one place I've trying been trying to improve on since then is meditation, spirituality, clearing. Kind of. Yeah. How just getting my this, mind working right. How deep does your uh, spiritual or, practices run? Are you into anything uh, eclectic, esoteric, interesting? I noticed you have some uh, some interesting markings, some tattoos. Do you focus on any specific talismans or totems? Um, not specifically. Um, I have kind of an altar that I meditate in front of. It's just kind of a hodgepodge of things that I've come across. Like, I actually have a, a horse skull hung up on there. Montana. And whatever feathers I find, I'll, whatever feathers I find around my house, I'll usually bring them in. They have eagles out in Montana? There's eagles. Bald, yeah. American bald eagles? Fox. Yeah. Are there any birds you especially, like, associate with with the feathers to empower yourself? Yeah, there's a lot of symbology no, behind the owl or raven or I personally feel drawn towards owls. Yeah. They're wise. Yeah, there's a is a symbology they're hard to see. It reflects yeah. Yeah. death and they wisdom. exist in the dark. Yeah. They poop I mean, out whole skeletons. They poop out whole skeletons. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's something I wish to do someday. Through their mouths though. Yeah. They regurgitate. Don't they? They're dumb. Isn't that true? Yeah. yeah. 
I did not know that. Is yeah. that true? Yeah. Yep. That is true. I did dissect one of those things. Yeah. Out comes an owl. The, bolt, the owl or the pellet? The owl and the pellet. I had to cut it out while the owl was alive. It was very traumatic. <laughs> he was wriggling around. Yeah. It, was, it was trying to poop and my, my biology teacher was Be- like, keep cutting. Don't stop cutting. Keep cutting. I was just like, yes, sir. Sorry, sir. Just trying to learn. I just want to be a good boy. I just want to be a good boy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> in a lot of a lot of cultures, the owl is supposed to signify an omen that's not necessarily pleasant or good. Yes, right, right. it's ambiguous. It's like you see a lot of owls when you're driving home. It's like man, that sounds intelligent. Why Something I... that's neither good nor bad. That's like the intelligent omen. Well, usually it's bad omen. No, that's what well, the I thing mean. is. If, yeah, you, see yeah, it, yeah. if you see it, you see Like you're gonna be out somewhere at nighttime in a heavily wooded area, you know. Anytime it's not you like see listening to classical music and you see a bird like doing like a really graceful like duck <laughs> and then dive, where you're just like, oh yes, everything's very good tonight. <laughs> very good tonight. <laughs> it's like an owl where it's like, it's true. A lot of things. Well, yeah, but I like personally, I I see it as like representing something that's unfamiliar to me yes and unknown so like um the grays that maybe it could signify like an opportunity for growth well you guys want to go uh you guys want to go bond over a little sword fight in action i mean i gotta take a piss i don't know about you guys sure take a quick pp and a poo poo we're gonna go wipe our butts and we'll be right back Leave that in. Or what's empty? My balls. Oh. <laughs> are, you sure, are you sure you don't have a vagina? Because this sounds like I'm a sure. female orgasm. It's quite exterior. It's funny, that is... Show me your penis. Does it look like a clitoris? Yeah, well... Can you penetrate her with this? see your dick real quick. Kayla! See your penis. Show me your penis. I've seen it before. Did it get damaged? Let me see what it looks like right now. Pull it on. Pull it we, on. We've again. lost him. We've, we've lost, lost him. him, dude. He's looking at his phone. He's we've getting defensive mode. This is where we're going to go ahead He's to our sponsor section email. of the uh, podcast. We're, we're like going to. He's turning in on himself. CCP, oh, if you want, right. we will go ahead and. Now uh, you're here after I ask no, you to like... pull out your hog. Like eleven muscle spasms. Mm-hmm. The first like six, okay, are like huge globs. Okay, globs of what? Are we talking what semen? We're talking. Dave, Dave, put your headset on. Oh, sorry, I didn't know you were on air. Yes, you're talking about semen. Yeah. No, no, I want to know first about the urination. Jesus Christ! What Mike, comes what? out? I feel like like we just like crack. Is it just like case. a like a like a blast like a. Or like, I mean, would you, know, you say, energy. would you there's, say before the, would you like, say before the catheter you're busting like 38 ropers or something? No, it was like the same. The bus is no well, different. Well, then what are you complaining about? I'm not complaining. Oh, so now we're not complaining. <laughs> I pull started my cock with a catheter like a lawnmower and now i'm good there's plenty of Fuck good you, plenty of good secondary secondary experiences the support the support and intraurethral ejaculation do you too. have the shit the doctors you can, gave you in your ear right now is that for your wiener head hmm? my ear yeah no i don't have anything in my ears. that's true you don't have anything in your ears those aren't penile gauges at all <laughs> going against doctor's orders here like said doctor, you use it, if he leaned in, he's like, dude, I'm giving you a straight pipe right now. It's pretty much like a new exhaust on a truck, dude. It's this gonna thing's going to do you good. 
You're going to be mudding and rutting and fucking trucking all day long. So we're rolling right now? Yeah, we're rolling. Okay. No, we're so, not live. We're, we're, we're never live. This, we, we're we're, we, forgot so to press, we forgot to press record, yeah, actually. We're, we're so we're going to have to do the whole first segment again. Yeah, you need so, to describe you. But you got to explain to us the difference between uh, THC and CBD also because we didn't record Yes, this is very accurate, yeah. Mm-hmm. All I know is that I like CBD and THC gives me existential crises. Yes. Sure does. Sure do. <laughs> Anyway, we were talking about owls and, and the symbology behind owls and death. And uh, actually, Whoa, I do we want to segment. About busting I do want to segment to, ver- to busting for a second yeah. here. Also, how how hard is your erection? You say it's about like 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, Our, 80, 90 percent, 100 percent. It's like between 60 and 100. Because with Blue Chew, you could achieve max You've definitely erections seen it 125 percent. I don't know if you used it at that point, yeah, but absolutely. yeah. Oh, you've used it like he wakes up and like morning Every wood. Boom. Yeah. Well, yeah. Microfax. percent. Well, ninety-five percent—that's yeah. above normal. Occasionally, it's hundred percent. We had a professional. And that's when it's wow. so engorged, it's uncomfortable. Dude, I have, had, <laughs> I have had a painful erection before. It's not great. Yeah, it feels like the top of that little mushroom is about to explode. You got that's, an Indian to your roll down your sheet. You're saying. trying to get rid of this thing. You're it's just like waiting for your parents to go to work yeah, so you can crank weeks. one out. Like, please, please God, God let me, let, please give me the strength to fight through this right now. Mm-hmm. I just want to ascend. You're praying for a celibacy. Yeah. Yeah. Get right I know Mike never prayed for. Look at his hair right now. He never prayed <laughs> for celibacy. <laughs> uh, Those curls, they're always sinful. He's a true hedonist through yeah, and through. He was always trying to boost, dude. Maybe it was God punishing you for your hedonistic ways. We did have a religious expert on here. In episode, so. <laughs> He's an ordained priest. Uh, dude, get Jamie down here right now, dude. He'll, he'll tell yeah, he you promised. you're being punished for your fucking I did citizen. promise a little bit of Jamie action. He was all tuckered out what? going down. Going down south, he's got the boomer coof now, apparently. Oh, is experiencing a lot of... Uh, Lethargy, apparently. He's got, he's got chest compressions. Mm-hmm. He's crying. Night. He sounds like Tom Waits. Yeah. Started playing the piano oh, and yeah. shit. Speaking of Tom Waits, he's got some good shit, doesn't yeah, he? He's cool. Yeah, I like Tom Waits. It's your favorite, favorite. Uh, it's your favorite um, sexual experience that you've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> okay, first sexual experience. Okay. Let's just start at the beginning. Well, she no, was a no. uh, uh, girl. <laughs> You remember kicking? Home, do you remember kicking Sanchez's guitar down his basement stairs? <laughs> sounds like something I would do. <laughs> I wouldn't describe the story exactly, but I remember an uh, an altercation broke out in Sanders' living room, where he accused you possibly. I remember a one Stroopy Stroop also pushing someone off of that little loading dock. Oh, that that dude, don't bring that up, dude. Shane will get so goddamn mad. He's gonna listen to this too, dude. I guarantee he's 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 listening to us right now. That's That's like the one he'll punch you in the face. He's gonna. He's in California right now. Dude, he'll he'll use his powers to like focus his dark sexual energy on your credit score and drop it to zero. This is going to do like a <laughs> ultimate black <laughs> dragon burn against my, uh, not saying uh, anything about him. Just saying he will focus his. Oh, I see what you're doing here. Yeah. Set the hat, wag of the tail. Yeah. Cut score. off your foreskin. There yes. you go. Yes. Bam, bam, thank you, ma'am. Yes. Part of the yeah. uh, chosen people. Yeah. I wouldn't say something like that. I don't know anything about that, but you know, you're yeah, we're talking about Jehovah's may Witnesses. Maybe affected here. me. Yes, Jehovah. Okay. Yes. Jehovah's Those ones. Yeah, no. The Jays. Let's refer to the Jehovah's Witnesses as the Jays. Yeah, but dude. just to make sure, we're like good friends of the Mormons on this program. No, right? we are, but not the Jehovah's. That's why we refer to no. them as the Jays. No. Yeah. Don't come to my house. I'll go to yours. Yeah, dude, totally, man. I'll eat a, a feast fit for 16 children. Yeah. yeah it's, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. What if, yeah. Anyway, Micah. Mm-hmm. Continue. Back to your owl symbology. I wanted to hear oh. this uh, diatribe you had going for a minute here. Okay, so mm-hmm. uh, it's one night when I was living in a condo somehow. The condo life? Yeah. Was that condo, not for? an apartment. What is that slang for? A fancy apartment. 
It's not but some someone sort of, owns. You yeah. weren't you weren't like a comfort girl. Well, condos are attached to other houses yeah. and other units. Yeah. So you're in like a. a it was an apartment that you paid two hundred thousand dollars for. Yeah. Fuck. Um, Why yeah. would you do that? I don't know. Someone's uncle did. How much? Living there. How much real estate does a condo usually come with? None. You get like a bread box of grass to you look get, at. You get a balcony. Oh. <laughs> Dear Lord. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. you were living at this condo. Go so, ahead. So there's this one night. Um, my girlfriend and I were sleeping. It was three in the morning, and we heard noise coming from our kitchen. Rapping we like, tap tap on your window. That's there? not our dog. Uh-huh. He's in here with us. So we walked out there, and there was a drunk girl. Walking around doing something with the knives and the cutting boards. Yeah. And I was like, uh, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And she was pretty convinced that. Good night, everybody.